Hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Bobby. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. You may have noticed once again, we're one down. We are a musketeer short of a three. We are. Callum, uh, unfortunately, well you might even be listening to this, if you get the notification... Um, I'm thinking the pod might go out on Monday. Yes. So you might even listen to this on Monday because we're having to record a day early this week, aren't we? We are. Which is mine and Callum's fault. It is, but I think it's a good enough reason. Well, we're off to Nottingham tomorrow to go and watch some uh, tennis. You are. And uh, we go every year. And this year we're especially excited because Andy Murray has accepted a wild card in it. Oh, very good. Well, do you know what? That was my next question. I was literally about to say, is there anyone big playing? Well, so... in the women's, uh, Maria Sakkari, yeah. the top seed, and Beatrice Hadadmire, who got to the semi-finals at Roland Garros last week. And, they went, and in the men's challenger event, we were hoping to see Dan Evans, but he's pulled out injured, and instead we've got Andy Murray. Has he pulled out, or is he just scared of getting COVID <laughs> off Callum again? <laughs> Dan Evans gave us COVID last year. I, I don't know. Dan Evans gave us COVID. That's all I'm saying. So it's probably a good job he's not coming again this year because you, you won't get it again. No, that's true. But what I do know is is that there's not normally this many tickets sold, so it's going to be a bit more packed out. Oh. So there you go. There you go. So that's the reason for us recording a day early. But we promise uh, that we won't, uh, we won't, we'll try not to do the pod of injustice. Yes. Just by recording early. And we're not saying we're rushing and we're not saying that, like, it's going to be poorer because Callum's not with us, are we? No, not at all. So what do we have on tonight then? <laughs> Well, we have our round 15 Super League review. And there was some talking points. There is, yes. Uh, we are we're joined by a very special guest. But oh, we had to be, but we're going we're gonna to keep that quiet. Are we, are, we, are we keeping that shush? I think so, yeah. Please, okay. but, but this is, this is going to be this is gonna one of the best guests that we've had on the pod. Okay. It's going to be one of the most jubilant. Okay. Okay. That's, that's your clue. That's You're only clue. clue of the night. <laughs> Uh, we have my stats of the week. Yeah, hastily gathered, may I add? I, I mean, I've done well considering I only had a few hours notice about the pod tonight, so, okay. you know. Uh, we'll uh, dip We'll dip into the um, crap that is the NRL. Yeah, sure. <laughs> is it? Yeah, no, I we, can't, I can't we, make fun of you this week. So, we've got yeah. a little bit of talk to me about. We have indeed. Uh, which we still haven't got a jingle for. No, we and haven't. And we've got a, a prediction league update and a quick Challenge Cup quarterfinal preview with Bry. We have indeed. And then we will say goodbye and we'll be ready for Nottingham. You will? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> should, we, uh, should we dive in? Let's dive in. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. Was the round of applause at the beginning like just an extra thing or there was just the wrong button? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, fair enough. It was, let's, it was let's, a round, there was a round of applause? Yeah, I think there was. Oh, oh, well, let's, must have just been for me. Okay, well, let's dive in then, as Tom Daly once said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I probably can't even dispute that because he probably did at some point did, in his yeah, life. Yeah. Let's, dive, let's dive in, yeah. All right, well, uh, let's start off at 
the jungle and Castleford were once again on the receiving end and they lost 42-10 at the hands of Salford Red Devils. Do you know what that noise was? No. Castleford coming down to earth with a bump. Ah! <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. Fair enough. Um, we're going to come on to Leeds and they've got their own problems. Mm. But it very much looks like a bit of a false dawn that last week, didn't it, for Castleford at Magic Weekend? Well, I mean, in terms of Castleford, they've got, I believe, six points this season. So we haven't haven't given the score out on this one, have we? Castleford 10, Salford 42. Oh, did I not say it? Apologies. Uh, Yeah. Um, And Castleford have only won three games this season. They've beat Wakefield and Leeds. Mm. And it seems to me that they only seem to get themselves up for those two games. Mm. Yeah, the big rivals, yeah. And apart from that, they seem to just go, eh, we've so done... play rivals round every week. Exactly. They're the top of the league. There's <laughs> <laughs> a very good chance of that. But it's not a, it's not a three-game season, unfortunately, it's... Castleford. And you need to turn up every single week because that, in front of your home fans... Yeah. He's appalling. Well, last week, Gareth Widdop was superb. He was. And as superb as he was last week, was as bad as he was this week. Yeah. Oh, he was terrible. On he had yours. one of those games. And I'm not slating Gareth Widdop because he's been, I think he's been an excellent player throughout his career. Both here and in Australia, I think he's been an excellent player. And it was just one of those games that he'll probably, you won't be wanting to watch the DVD of that again. No. Absolutely yeah. not. Um... But what I did notice was the amount of tries for both teams that came from errors. Yeah. Knock picked up, go. Somebody is like, just like fell into somebody, dropped the ball, somebody picked it up, go. Yeah. Interception, go. Well, uh, you say you say for both teams, I think Castleford only got one. <laughs> <laughs> it was mainly Salford picking up on errors there. Well, one that's my other question in this. My other question was, in this game, how much did Salford actually have to do? Well, do you know what? I've actually wrote how simple Salford were in this game. Apart from, as you've just said, the intercept, they didn't do anything special. All they did was either move it through the hands or they crash-balled over. To be fair, which is the idea of the game, really. Yeah. I mean, you do things simple, and if you do the simple things well, you normally come out on top. And in this case, you, and, you and, ended up thumping and them. And once they got it out to the second row and centres, they seemed to score at will. Yeah. Um, some some shocking defence. Um, it, I, I do have to laugh. I look online and, and Salford fans are saying, you know, amazing we've scored this many and we haven't even clicked in attack yet. I'm like, what do you mean you haven't clicked in attack? you played 17 games. What do you mean you haven't clicked in attack? <laughs> Is that what they're writing? Talk sense. Oh, you know, come on. on. Like, you know, you haven't got that much time left to click properly then. And if you do, someone's going to get a right wallop in. No. Has to be said though, in terms of attack, what a try from Kenny Edwards. He picked that, he plucked that ball out of the he air, did. didn't he? He did. Fantastic. Um, he's been a good. I mean, he's obviously. I mean, he's, he's a few. You know, he, he's a few sandwiches short of a picnic, isn't he? But mm. um, you know, he'd fail his HIA like without being concussed, wouldn't he? <laughs> 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 if he ever has to go with one, mm. if he ever gets to get an HIA, Kenny Edwards will just go. Ah, oh, you failed it, mate. But there's nothing wrong with me. No one's touched me. You failed it. <laughs> you have failed, sir. Yeah. 
But he ha- he's actually been for that. Actually, been a good player wherever he's been. Yeah, he has. Yeah, you know, and he's still and he's still doing it now. So it's yeah. uh, he's one of those players, isn't he? That if he's on your team, you love him, and if he's not, you just think he's a right. Yeah, ass basically, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, but Salford sticking to the task well, um, and sticking towards the top end of the league. Yeah, they are. Are they fifth, fourth? Yeah. No, fourth. Yeah. Fourth, because I know St. Helens are fifth now, aren't they? <coughs> yeah, so... Um, but it's, so very, yes, they but are it's very it's very tight. It's well. very tight. Well, uh, we may as well move into that game, as we've just... Uh, as I've just said. Uh, and that comes to Saints 34, Wigan 16. Um, is it safe to say that the champions are back? I think it is. But well, they're, they're very, very much at full strength. Mm. So, <clears throat> in terms of personnel, you can't really get much better. No, I, I think that I think that game was the strongest they could have played. So, let me ask you this then. So, that's the strongest they could get out. Yep. The performance that they put in, is that good enough to win Super League for the fifth time? Based on that performance with that strongest team. <coughs> or do yes. they have to do more? I think that that team is good enough to win it. Based on other teams that look to me starting to wobble a bit more, uh, I think the ones that aren't wobbling in your Catalans and Lee, I, I don't know. I just, do you know what? Credit to Lee where it's due. We'll come on to Lee, but I don't know. I'm just... I'm expecting something somewhere for them to just just stop. Lee. Yeah. And I don't know when and I don't know why, but <laughs> I, I just I just am. And okay. Catalans have been there and done it before, so Catalans are probably your biggest threat at the moment. Mm. As a St. Alan's fan, you're probably looking at that that table and saying, Catalans, they're my they that's my aim at the minute. Warrington, wobbling, Wigan, wobbling, Salford, again, quite steady, but Are they in the Lee bracket? I, yeah, possibly. I, I don't know, but I think that St. Helens squad, and I think that performance will only grow stronger. Okay. A few standout performances, I thought, in this game. I thought Parsi was absolutely immense. I thought he was fantastic. When he came on, he thought he was immense. Uh, there was one where he, he was in possession, he handed it to Captain. Was it Singleton? How he stayed on the field, I will never know. Yeah. He didn't have um, a clue where he was. They'll they'll miss Roby when he retires, even uh. he's, you know... I think you, everyone takes for granted what James Roby does, and he's still doing it. And I, I do have to say that I thought Jack Wellsby, who I've been really critical of for most of the season, I thought really had the best game of the season since since yeah. the World Club Challenge game. Yeah, I By totally agree. The pass to Makinson for Makinson's try was just sublime. Yeah, Makinson's second was Superb fantastic. Vision. Yeah. Superb vision. We do have to mention the fact that Callum had had some sort of bet builder on this game. Oh, don't I feel for him so badly on that. And he had a little £2 bet that was coming back with £150 mm. on the assumption that not, uh, both teams wouldn't score 14 points. Yeah. And with a minute to go, Miski goes in in the corner and makes it makes it 16. And yeah, um, he lost his money. He did. And... Do you know what? I I I, I feel for for Callum there, and, I, and I'll tell you why I feel for him even more. And it's going to come on to my second half of this game, 
and that, that is the fact that I have no idea how Wigan scored 16 points. Mm, I scored them off St. Terrors, I think, in the first couple, and then I think, Saint, yeah. I think to a certain extent, put the queue on the rack. Yeah, I think with the, 20 minutes to go, I think. The, the, the field one, fair enough, inventive play, you know, nice little chip over the top, good bit of pace to get on the end of it, you know, brilliant. Yeah. The French one, unlucky bounce for Wellesby, lucky bounce for French. Depends on which way you look at it. I mean, I mean, Wellesby went from hero to zero and then back to hero again. Yeah, he did, didn't he? And then, you know, I think, um, I think that's, I think that last try was just coming. I think Saints just thought we're going through the motions and for for a derby game, particularly how the how the two teams have been playing and where they were in the league, etc. I was surprised how easy it was watching it. So was I, but here's here's my here's my question to you. What has happened to Wigan? Because they were top at the international break. They they'd overtaken Warrington and they were top when England played France. Now they're on the verge of dropping out the playoffs. Which they would have done if Hulkar would have won. Exactly. It shows how well. First of all, it shows how tight the league is. Yep. Secondly, I think the pack is rubbish. Yep. They've got really good backs, but we've said right at the start of the season the pack would be vulnerable and the pack would let them down. And I think that's what's happening, especially when they've got injuries to the pack. Yeah. And it's gone. It's gotten even weaker than it was at the start of the season. Yeah. And I think that that's their big problem. Yeah. And I think they're crying out for a couple of really big props. Yeah. And I think they're crying out for them immediately. And if they get them, then they'll be a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. The other problem that I think they have is they've signed all these fullbacks, so they had Hardacre for a spell. So they had three you could class as quality fullbacks there. Hardacre was shifted position. French had shifted position and field. Field's injured. French steps in at fullback. Looks better. Now French has to then play this week at six because field uh, because field was bad there last week. So we'll, we'll swap them about. Let's see what happens. But I don't see... It's one of those things where you've got a couple... Now a couple... Hardacre's gone, obviously. So you've now got French and field and you're having to shoehorn them into positions. Yeah. Which I thought they looked better when last season when they did this and Field was at fullback but French was on the wing. Mm. And that gave them a back three of French, Marshall and Field. Yeah. And I thought that would that was, as back threes go, that was one of the best in the league last year. Yeah. And you'd think it would only be stronger with the likes of Toby King and Jake Wardle joining the centres. Mm. But it hasn't seemed to have panned out that way. No, and then they and then they bring Ian Thornley back in, who's like just seems to keep coming back in. Mm. Then they send him away somewhere. Then he comes back in, and I don't, he's certainly not the answer for them. No, he's not. And so I think they're struggling for a bit of balance. I think at the minute, and I think the problems are because one of the problems, like we said, with the pack, but the problems in the back is that how do you solve a project a problem like French and Field? Mm. What do you do? And I and I think they're a little bit undecided about how they actually do it. Because neither of them are six for a start. No, and I, and I think, to be honest with you, that is actually playing an effect with Harry Smith. Yeah. Because... He's having a different six every He's having week, a different yeah. six every week. He doesn't know who to partner with. He doesn't know what, what moves to run. But the thing is, is when he were, when you had that back three, you had Cust at six. You mm. had a steady partnership with Smith and Cust. They, they steady, one, I, one steadied the ship, one took the line on. And I don't think, and I don't think he he's like, you know... Um, set the world on fire no he hasn't but what he does is he allows Smith to do his job yeah and Smith is a running 
are running seven. And we've said it time and time again, when you partner running sevens with running sixes, it doesn't work. work. You You need a a steadier. An organiser and a kicker, which is why Salford have done so well. Yeah. Because they've got Sneed, who's the organiser, and Croft's the runner. Exactly. But now you're partnering a runner in Smith with an, an electrifying runner in both field and French because they can both do that. They're both going to want to take on the line. They're both going to want glory and they're just, they're contradicting each other. And from an attacking point of view, if you shut the, if you shut them down, they're in trouble. They are. So, yeah, so I think we're going to have got a few problems at the minute. They need, they're not, they're not insurmountable problems. Mm. They just need to, I think, I think, I think Matty Pete needs to make some bold decisions and said, this is what I believe. This is what I'm going to stick with. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the team I did mention, and that was Lee. And look, they they, they didn't slow down this week, and they came away 28-16 winners over Hull. Again, Hull are a team that you don't quite know what you're going to get out of. The only thing that you do know what you're going to get is that McIntosh is the worst defender I've ever seen. Yes. Agreed. (laughs) That's what I did. Totally agreed. In fact, he's worse than you were. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take it, yeah. But yeah, um, uh, and I think then that's that causes them a problem. Um, another problem, another couple of problems for Hull after this game, I think. One is that Jake Clifford has failed his HIA. Yes. And then therefore will miss the Challenge Cup quarterfinal this week. And the other one is that at the end of the season, they've lost Adam Swift. Yes. Who's gone to Huddersfield. Which is surprising. I I mean, he's been one of their best players, I think. I think he's been really solid for them. Uh, I think when I was reading this, I think it said he'd made 50 appearances and scored 30 tries for Hull. Which, in the way, in the form that Hull have been in over the last couple of years, if you like, I don't think it's a bad return, really I, at all. I think that's a pretty good return. I think I'd be trying to tie him down a lot longer. Mm. Talking of good returns, um, Josh Charnley. Um, another couple of tries. Yes. Um, we talked a couple of weeks ago about would he move up the Super League, would he catch the next person in the all-time try scorers? And he's definitely going to do that. And I think he was only 12 off the next place one. You know, he'd be always single figures off it, I think. Yeah, he was. And then there's... He was, but he was, yeah, he was closing in on that next place. I mean, I questioned <coughs> yourself and Callum a few weeks, even a, f- a few more weeks back about... Uh, if Ryan Hall was to break it, would he catch Ryan Hall? And you mm. both said no. I mean... I still don't think he will, but... Because um, he's not a million miles away from him. He's no, not. No, he's not. You know? Um, I, a couple of things off this. I asked you a few weeks ago, would Lee make the playoffs, you and Callum, and you both said no, they'd fall short. Mm. Have you changed your mind on that, or you still think they'll fall short? Still pretty tight up there, but have you, has, have you seen enough of Lee now to change your mind? It's still, it's still a tough one for me. Ba- purely based on this simple fact that I think, as I've already said, Saints are Saints are back. Saints have a game in hand over Huddersfield, which I would expect them to win at this point. That puts them level with Lee, and they still have to play Saints. And obviously, Saints have to play a lot of other teams in that top six. So, I think Lee will drop down below that. So, I think Lee are fighting for that that fifth and sixth spot. Now, if you say fifth and sixth, that's Salford and potentially Hulk IR, Mm. who, again, we're going to come on to them, who have dropped off a little bit. 
But they have also got a lot of injuries, so are Hulk are going to come back with a bite when they get the likes of Jordan Abdul back proper? I mean, I, 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 did he, I can't remember if he played in this game. He did, and he went off for 23 minutes after a ham, with an hamstring. And, oh, did he really? I, yeah. didn't, I didn't pick up on that, so... But talk about Lee first. What if they tighten the defence up? If they can tighten the defence up, what then? Sky's the limit. Yeah. Honestly, they, they, they could really go all the way if they can tighten the defence up. I think... Uh, again, coming on later on with with the Challenge Cup, they've got York this week. I can see they'll. I think they'll blow past York, but I tell you what, that semi final, whoever draws Lee in that semi final, I think he's going to be a up for a real game. Yeah, and I and I, I don't don't put it past you to see Lee in that Challenge Cup final this year. No, I agree. And I think even if they didn't, if they didn't win, if they didn't get into the top six of Super League, and they won the Challenge Cup. I'd call that a very successful year for Lee. Particularly if they happen to draw the winners of Hulkair and Salford, they'll fancy the chances even more. Yeah, against that team where they yeah. probably circle to play against you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, they're, they're just, uh, I can't give Lee enough praise. No, and um, do you know what? I'm loving watching Lee at the minute. It's yeah. fantastic to watch, and yeah. uh, I'm sure the supporters feel the same way. Yeah. Um. Well, moving on to the team we just mentioned, and obviously that that, that little circle of five, six, and seven is Hull KR, and they were unfortunately on the wrong end of a thirty-eight points to four defeat in the south of France. Yeah, sort of question what's happened to Hull KR over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as, as I said to you a few weeks ago, what baffled me was that they were third, and then you know they were talked about as Super League contenders, and now they're out the playoffs, and they're out the. They're only they're only just out on points difference though, so they're not out out of it. No, no, and but it's not done them any favors as I said within the, just a minute ago with Jordan Abdul now being out again for probably probably at least three or four weeks with a hamstring injury. Yeah, because he's he's been a right he's been, been a real talisman for them. I think they've got away without having him, mm. and then I think it started to catch up with him. They've waited for him to come back, and now he's out again. And I think that's a big blow for them. I mean, let's be honest, it was thirty eight nil. For Catalans before they even scored a try, yeah, it was uh, before Corey and, Hall's try. It was a nice try, by and, the way. But... Yeah, and they were third. Yeah, and now they're the ones that find themselves out of the playoffs, mm. which shows how quickly it, it can change. Um, but um, big round of applause for Hull Car this week. Um, because they've won the wet paper towel defense of the week. Ah. It was a sad um, round of applause. It was a sad, it was yeah, yeah. It was more the trombone to be honest. Uh, uh, but I think that was I think it was the McMeekin try. Is that the one where he powered over about five of them trying to grab him? Yeah, like a bit like the Incredible Hulk trying to burst out of his clothes, sort of thing. You know, ah, and nobody can like drag him back, and nobody can like you know stop him because he's just like ripping his clothes off and he's like throwing all these little defenders off. The Incredible you know? Mike McMeekin. It what that's exactly what it was. Yeah, the mulk. <laughs> the mulk? Yeah. <laughs> Mc, McHulk. McHulk. McHulk angry. It is, that's what it was, McHulk. <laughs> McHulk. Sounds like something like, it sounds like a rubbish drink at McDonald's, that, doesn't it? <laughs> Can I have a McHulk, please? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry, the machine's, the machine's been <laughs> <cleaned>. <laughs> Yeah, so the McHulk try. <laughs> oh dear, there was there was literally five of them, sort of carried him out over the line, 
and and then he sort of still fell over with the ball. Just incredible. Yeah, it it was. You're right. It's. Uh, do you know what? I actually wrote that down. I, I not just that one, but just how easy. Catalan's tries really were in that do, game. Do you know what? I haven't actually wrote anything down about Catalan's because I just thought it was like quite a straightforward, simple performance for them. Yeah, they had a few penalties. They got some, they they kept the scoreboard ticking over with two points. Yeah, um, I don't think they did anything absolutely spectacular. That they needed to do no, um, but they powered the way to the top of the table. They have yes. Uh, I was quite surprised to see them go for two at eighteen nil after a kick out on the four. You don't really see that very often. You don't. You used to yeah. years ago. You used to, and they'd always have a go from the halfway line. Yeah. Um, but no, I haven't seen that for. for I don't seen that for a number of years. I don't think. No. Uh, not not eighteen nil especially. No. You know, if it's a little bit closer, fair enough. But, but what a kick because he didn't kick it dead. No, he didn't. And it only just crept over the. But we did enough. Yeah, he did. to do, and it's like you know. Um, yeah. But then all of a sudden, what what at that point then suddenly now it's a four score game. And it's it's a psychological blow. Of course it is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, a, and a terrible mistake, because what you've done in effect is give an eight-point try away. Mm. That's what you've done. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Catalan's, yeah, forced to be reckoned with at the minute. Definitely. So, yeah. Well, let's move on to the other team that is top of the league, but... Uh, second on points difference, and that is Warrington. And they got back to winning ways over Huddersfield, 30 points to 26. This was like um, this was like a highlights reel of the video ref. <laughs> it was one. And they kept getting the tries. And I'll be honest, I couldn't... There's a couple of tries that I couldn't really see... Why he'd done it. Why he'd done it. There was one that Steph, oh, Stephen Rafford touched that ball. I was like... Ste- Stephen Rafford? Yeah, he's like Stephen Rashford. He's like his little brother. Stefan Rafford. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but he was like, uh, oh, he's touched that. I was like, has he? I can't really see that. No. And there was a couple of things that I thought, really? The, the, Liam Moore and his touch judges just seemed really indecisive. I mean, the one that stood out for me was the Jake Bibby try. Yeah. I, I have no idea how the linesman even remotely thought he was close enough to the line to send that out to the, to the, to the video. I've seen way closer tries just be given straight off the off the back of them so yeah. very bizarre um great try from uh, uh Thewlis, josh Thewlis. oh uh, where that, he stepped yes. inside his own 20 and then just went and uh pretty quick and he no one got anywhere near him did they fantastic and another fantastic performance i know he's on the wrong end of this one but another fantastic performance from theo farge i thought he's he seems to be making huddersfield tick at the moment um i know he, he didn't i know he didn't have too much of an impact at magic weekend um no but, he's still coming back from injury yeah and he has made huddersfield look uh, a lot better mm. which, so, is, which is more than the coach has done <laughs> yeah that is very true <laughs> yeah that's very true um and then Again, no. Again, just some. I thought some poor defence from Huddersfield. Yeah, they scored twenty six points, but they were always up against it. They were always playing catch up. Yeah, and they, and the minute that they let Sam Cassiano barge over in the first few minutes to to get on the board, I thought well, it could be a long afternoon. This mm. and and it, and it was. I think they, I don't think Warrington were in any danger of losing at any point. Really, I don't think. No, I um. I thought the Kevin Nagama try was very soft from Warrington's yeah, point of was. view, though. That, yeah, he just was. seemed to yeah. just brush him aside. It but was. a little bit of an early preview on the the talk to me about it, because I'm going to use those. I want, I want you to talk to me about somebody in this Huddersfield squad. Yeah, go on. 
want you to talk to me about Jake Connor. Are Huddersfield better without Jake Connor? That's my question. So I read your mind. You did read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's freaky, man. Yeah. Um, Jake Connor, right, is undoubtedly a great footy player. Mm. Vision, skill, he can do everything. He can run, he can step, he can tackle. He can do things with him without the ball, both sides. He sees things that other players don't see. Really, really talented. In what position? And that's where I have, that's where I have the problem. Yeah. Because for all his ability, if you were putting him in at fullback, let's say, who would you tr- who would you want to play at fullback? Say, let's say him or Will Price. Probably Will Price. Who would you want to play at seven? Him or Theo Farge? Theo Farge. Who would you want to play at six? Him or Lola here? Mm, Lola here. So what do you do with him? Because I don't think he wants to play centre or anything no, like that. I don't. And and I think he's the sort of player that the more he's got his hands on the ball, the better he is. Yeah. And he's also one of those players that could give give away three tries but make six. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's if you're going to play him. I think as a coach, if I was the coach, I'd be I'd be trying to play him a little bit more off the cuff because I don't think he's like, I don't think he's an Ian Watson player for a start. No, I don't. I don't think he's, I don't think he responds well to having shackles on him. No, I don't. You know? I, I just, it, it just worries me with, with Connor that not only just this year his performances but I mean if you take if you take him out of Huddersfield mm. and you say alright well he wasn't there last year mm. Huddersfield made the playoffs mm. this year they don't look like anywhere near okay making right. that and so, I'm not saying that's down no. to one player I, I'm, I'm, I'm truly not and I think you've absolutely hit the nail on the head that he's an amazing player just where do you play him or the who do you play him Oh yeah. Not in which, not in, not in regards of, of which player do you drop. What I mean is, who does he play for? Mm. That, that where he fits in, and he flourishes. Yeah. Salford, possibly off the cuff. Yeah. St Helens, again off the cuff. Yeah, they they, they play expansive rugby. Warrington. Yeah, maybe. If, if they're mm. if they're about Dufty going. Yeah, he might have a bit more freedom at fullback there. Yeah, you're right. Leeds. So this, what I'm saying is, is there's plenty of teams that would say, "Bang, we'll have him, yeah. we'll snap him up." But yeah, I, I just, uh, I also think that it doesn't help with in regards to the Ian Watson thing. I don't think it helps when we've already said it. Your coach comes out and you're publicly slating your team. You it's slowly not, it's not give him much confidence or much appetite to go and play. And some players. That you know, I mean, I know from being in dressing rooms long enough that some players, you know, need an arm around the shoulder, yeah, and some players need a good kicking, yeah. And you can't sometimes he might be a player that needs an arm around the shoulder, yeah, I rather just, than oh, you well, one of you is going to get dropped, exactly. 
Because what happens next? What happens next time he plays? What happens when Watson comes back out and says, "I'm going to drop another big name"? Is Connor thinking, "Oh, well, that's me gone next week"? And it has been each time. It has. So when when Watson said last week, "I'm dropping a big name," you probably can't help but feel that Jake Connor was like, "Well, I'll some, see you later." Lads. And some players leave. Yeah. Some players need a good run in the team, rather than that. Oh, if I don't do it this week, I'm going to be out. Yeah, you know that sort of thing. But I don't know. It's, it's yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, the only question I've got this week is obviously the all-important one. Sam Cassiano badged over, didn't he? Yes. Which leaves us to the all-important uh, question of the week. How much start would Bobby have to give Sam Cassiano... Oh, no, the other way around. How much, how much start would Sam Cassiano have to give Bobby over 100 metres? See, you can't really ask that this week because Callum isn't here. Uh, well, I'll get him to tweet the answers. Okay. My answer would be 60. You think he's quicker than David Fafita? Yeah. i go 50. Okay. So I think I think you would need a 60-metre start over Sam Cassiano. Nah, I reckon halfway is plenty. I think you'd both need a rest at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only running 50 metres. Oh. Right. Well, let's see. Well, that brings us nicely onto our last game and our very special guest. I'm just a fan, Alan, that's all. Your biggest fan. He is. And he's, he's the biggest Wakefield fan that we know. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, right, I've got to say, there was lots happened this week, this weekend. Novak Djokovic won... 23rd and record-breaking Grand Slam. Yeah. City won the show. We're not, we're, we're not mentioning about football. No, but no, things happen, A couple no. of things happened in football. Australia won the World Test Championship. Do you know what? All of that pales into insignificance because in rugby league, let's hear it, because Wakefield won a game and we are joined by Matt from down at Bellevue. That's just worth... In fact, Bobby, it's worth a personal round of applause. It's brilliant. Matt, how are we doing? Uh, a lot better than we're doing on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a result. Matt, could... Well, uh, I know, I know you. I know. I was going to say, can you believe it? But then, in your predictions, didn't you in the prediction league? Didn't didn't you go leads by about sixty or something? Uh, it was fifty, but I did that like minutes out because uh, Brian had sent me it about two minutes after the Leeds game had finished. Uh, the league game had finished last weekend, so I was I was really angry, and I and I and I predicted with anger. I think I wanted Leeds by fifty. So, <laughs> so at, at five to three on Saturday, on Sunday. What are you What are you thinking at that point? What are you expecting at that point? Uh, did you not see the team we picked? I I, I was thinking Leeds by sixty. <laughs> and then, and not only that, then the most bizarre red card in rugby league history. That generally, Suplex Sabalio is is my new idol. I'm, I'm starting to fan club because that <laughs> that is the best thing I've seen on a rugby pitch. <laughs> Bob, Bobby said to me, "So I guess he's failed his trial." Then I went, "No, no, he can't have done. No, he's like galvanised the team. <laughs> they only have to pick him every week, get get sent off, and he's right. He's yeah. done." <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a reaction like that. Everyone that I know that was at the game, and everyone that I, I know that's part of it, that's watching the game back since, 
everyone said we need to offer this guy a, a deal because he, he just eats the effort. Yeah. <laughs> like we've been we've been that poor this year that we're actually celebrating someone getting sent off because yeah. he showed a little bit of time. Every, everybody but Nick Fozard. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. yeah. Not him. Not him. What's he doing at a rugby league ground? Anyway, it's a dangerous sport. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Right, yeah. The guy that sues the RFL says that wasn't a bad tackle at yeah, all. No, yeah. Come on. Dear me. Matt, I just want to, I want to touch on, um, can I touch on Leeds with you for a minute? Because um, I, <laughs> yeah, was listening, I, I was listening <laughs> to uh, Eddie and Reese last night on the Lot Pod. And I was listening, I thought, yeah. I've got to listen to this because... They were fuming, to be honest. Um, yeah, I listen. I listen to it too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like reveling in someone's misery, isn't it? Sorry, Eddie. Sorry, Reese. It's like, but it's like, honestly, it's like Leeds now have just been beaten for the last two weeks off the off the bottom two sides, mm. and they were talking about really what what now happens to Rowan Smith. Um. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't quite know where where they're going. Any thoughts? Yeah. Um. I I know they've been very inconsistent this season. But I've not seen. I'll be honest. I've not seen a, a great deal of Leeds as much as probably they have. But I just felt like it was quite reactionary. I don't know whether I'm out of out of order saying that. And um. But yeah. Okay. They've lost to Castleford, who were who were bad, and then they've lost to us, which probably the worst side in Super League history up until. Mm until half four yesterday. Um, but I, I don't know. I'd, I'd just say like they were, they were basing it off two poor performances. Imagine if you had to go to Edinway and watch them get beat, get nilled five times in a season or yeah. get get 50 put on them like every week like we seem to have been doing. Like, And I, and I know I've been quite vocal in saying Applegate out, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, just, I, I felt like the maybe going a bit over the top. They're not in any danger of relegation. They've got a lot of players out of contract. Yeah. It, for me, I, I see it for Leeds as a bit of a rebuild here and, and getting so. the players off the books that aren't good enough and, and, and bringing in quality that will allow Rowan to play yeah. the rugby that he wants to see Leeds play. And to be fair, I think that was the, pretty much the conclusion that they came to on the lot pod last night, wasn't it really? That they needed, uh, they needed a, a complete rebuild, didn't they? And I think the question they were asking in the end was, is Rowan Smith the right person to do that rebuild? I think, but um, they, yeah. they were pretty much on the on the same sort of page. I think, weren't they? But um, so is it? But well, back to back to Wakey. Is it? Is it Apple Garth in? <laughs> not quite. Not quite. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> I've, I've seen. Remember, I've seen. I've seen fourteen weeks of, of dire rugby and one week of reserves playing really well against Leeds, looking out of sorts. So. Yeah. We're not quite there. Yet. I'm, I'm enjoying this week, and I'm very, very happy for Mark Applegarth. It's not. I've, I've been saying it to my friends. I've been saying it to anyone that will listen. It's nothing against the guy, and I'm sure he's a lovely fella. But it's a results-based business, and when you're in sport, you know you've got to get results. And it's not that we've just not been getting results. We've not even been looking like competing, no. and that that was the concern. No, that's um, like. Like I say, when I when I saw the team yesterday and I saw some of their names and the squad numbers, um, I, I did fear fear the worst that it was going to be another nil in. But because um, a lot's being made out of the Leeds injuries, I need to get this out there because no one seems to have been saying this. A lot's being made of Leeds of what seven injuries I think yeah. they've got. Yeah. 
No, no one's mentioned that we had twelve players out injured yesterday. I, I was just going to ask no. you that. I wasn't sure whether it was whether it was complete injuries or whether they just made wholesale changes because there was nothing to lose, type of thing. The only the only person that I'm aware in that thirteen that I put out yesterday of players that didn't play, um, the only player that I'm aware that wasn't injured was Tafua. Yeah. Um, everyone else had a small leg or, or or was out for a while. Um, but yeah, twelve of that thirteen, and then if you look at that twelve of the thirteen. Six of them walk into that team. You know, Lewis Murphy, Sammy Lange, yeah. um, Jarrett Bledge, Kaleppe. They're, they're all players that, that would come into that team and improve it. So, yeah. um, it, it, it was it was very reshuffled yesterday. I saw a lot of Leeds fans saying, oh, I knew we'd get the win. But looking at them two teams, I, I think Reece said it on, my, on their podcast last night, that when you look at the team sheet, they said they wouldn't have had any of that 17 of ours in their 17 mm, fair enough yeah I, I mean I disagree I, I would have had Fafita in there because Fafita is, is, yeah. is a god but, yeah absolutely yeah um, yeah, brilliant impact player as well yeah for any team yeah absolutely but I suppose the big question Matt is does it does it give does it give you any hope um, uh, yes a bit yeah I'll be honest I, I've I've been saying we're as good as down since about week four. So, um, but yeah, we cast only four points away, and, and we've still got them to play at least once. Um, th- there isn't any reason why we can't pick up two more results than them now. Yeah. It, it's it, it's in the balance, and I, it isn't looking great even now. Like leaving that table, you know, we've not, we've not moved anywhere after that win. Um, it's a good sounding body. It breaks that run, but it's, it's still going to be massive if we if we to stay up. Um, I think if we do, I mean the, the absolute boiling of of urine that we'll do on Twitter will be fantastic. I'll yeah. relish every single second I'm on Twitter if we stay up. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, just before you let just before we let you go, Matt. Just thanks for thanks for doing this review with us on this on the game. Um, Interesting one up next, though. Uh, Challenge Cup this week, so they get a week off, so they can get some bodies back. Um, away at Hull KR, who themselves have, have faltered a little bit of late and they've got a few injury problems. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll be going to that one. I won't, <laughs> I won't miss it like I missed last night. Um, <laughs> but um, I will say I've watched it back there today and we, we did so fantastic too. Uh, performance. We saw some attacking structure, which we don't normally see. But um, back to your question. Um, yeah, I mean, it depends what their injury situation is like. If, if they if they're fully fit at home, they're, they're formidable. I know they've faltered a little bit of late, but at home, I'd, I would I would fancy who KR at home over any other team at home. I, I yeah. think I keep predicting them a win when they're at home. So yeah. um, they are they are a really good side and. You know they've got some players that that we love at Wakefield even even now. Like, um, but you know we've we've, we've broke the duck now, so I don't know. Maybe we can we can pull some results together because you know what Wakefield's like, um, like cockroaches with a with a turd that cat flush. <laughs> we are we are the hardest team to get rid of in Super League. So right. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll go on a bit of a run now. So well, let's hope so. I hope so for you. Yeah, definitely. I like going to Wakey. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. 
I'm still I'm still going to keep predicting us to get beat by 70 and stuff. So I, I, won't, I won't expect much change in that. No, I don't don't I won't, change I, the habit of that, yeah. Don't go 70. Okay, I'll buy 50, mate. It seems to work for exactly. you, mate. Exactly, go with that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Matt, thanks, yeah, no, thanks, thanks, for joining us to, thanks for joining us tonight, mate. Really appreciate it. And I'm glad, yeah, we, no, I'm glad we could get you on. We've been waiting all season. We keep saying, wait for him. Got to get Matt on. Wait for him. We've got to get him on. Got to get him on. After, 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 <laughs> after the, you know, we'll just make, we'll just making sure you were okay. After reading Twitter and everything over the last few weeks, we're just making sure you, you know, you were all right. We wanted just to bump your spirits up. So hopefully, um, oh, well, we're just glad we can get you on now when we've won. Honestly, being a Wakefield and the Leeds United fan, it's, it's been possibly the worst six months of sport I've ever witnessed. I've not seen Wakefield win since August last year. Like, oh. <laughs> that's how long it's been. So it's been, um, yeah, it's been a while, but yeah. At least it's, a lot. At least it's only January. It's at least it's only January since you saw Leeds United win or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Brilliant. I was gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna say if you get me on next time, we win. I'll see you in about six months then. Better yeah. enough. All right, we'll look. For, we'll look forward to it, Matt. <laughs> no worries. Thanks, thanks for mate. Me thanks see for you, joining us. Cheers, bye, now. bye, bye. Oh, it's, do you know why it's brilliant, isn't it? Do you know what as well? And I didn't, I didn't. I men- love rugby league. I love it. Do you know what? I didn't, I didn't mention it to Matt there. I, I, it, it's based on me until he done got really, but uh, it's just dawned on me. Do you know the last time that? Do you know the last game Wakefield won in August was? One. It was St. Helens, which means they've beaten both of grand last finalists. year's grand finalists. Should have saved that for a start. Should have saved that for a start. That could have been your best one. No. All right. Do you know why? Why? Because I'm leading into it. That's number one. It's Bobby's stats of the week. I like the way you did that. What a segue that was. Just before you start, if anybody wants to follow Matt, it's at down at Bellevue. Um, and brilliant things for all things, uh, not just Wakefield Trinity, but rugby league in general as well. So uh, uh, give Matt, give uh, give him a follow at, at, at down at Bellevue. Okay, so you've already done stat one. I have. Brilliant. How many How many more have we got? We've got six more. Okay, let's go then. First of all, hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> like it. Thought you'd forgot then. No, I never forget. All right. Let's, never forget. Uh, let's go. All right. So, uh, stat number two. Uh, stat number two is uh, the Cronulla Sharks have lost to seven of the top eight teams this season. Seven of the top eight. Seven of the top eight teams this season. Okay. It's not good. Doesn't sound good, that, does it? Not a good record, that, for the Sharkies, is it? No. Okay. Interesting one, though. Mm. Uh, Sticking with that kind of theme, uh, stat number three is the Newcastle Knights have only won one game versus the top four in the past three seasons. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. All these stats at the minute do still sound like Wakefield. <laughs> Don't they? Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, I'll try and increase it then, shall oh, I? Oh, yeah, go on then. All right, um, we're going over to your team for stat number four. Oh. And that is the Titans. Okay. And I've finally, got the, I've finally got the components to do it. Yeah. But the Titans have won eight first half games this season. 
That's more than any other NRL team this year. Told you. They are on, if you took the first half of the, if you took the first half of the game this season, they'd be on 18 points. And where would that put them? Top. No! Oh, do you mean on the actual overall table? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, that was just... that was, uh, The top. So they would be, yeah. but They'd, they'd be top they'd based be top on the, the first half. On that. Um, well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, terms of, in terms of the actual league, they would be fourth. What if there was a 40-minute league? Yeah, if it was a 40-minute league, they'd, they'd, be top. Top, they'd be top of the table. I've said that, haven't I? They'd be joint with the Raiders. They'd, uh, they'd, I think they've drawn an extra game. I think the Raiders have drawn one, putting them on 17. Honestly, that's amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, here's one for you. I like this. I like this one. I like this stat. Yeah, go on. Uh, Wayne Bennett has only won at Brookvale twice in the last 30 years. No way. Really? Yeah. So, I don't think he quite likes the Manly Seagulls ground. He doesn't, does he? No. But he will be coached until he's about 103, so he's got a chance for a few more wins yet, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, but twice in 30 years, I tell you what, that is, uh, that, that's a curse, that. Is, <laughs> uh, and now we're coming back over to Super League. Okay. Uh, we've already had the, we've already had one Super League one, as I've just said. Um, but we're on stat number six. And stat number six is Hull FC have not beaten St. Helens since 2017. In that time, Saints have scored more points past Hull than any other Super League side within that same time period. Really? Mm. Do you know how many points they've scored past Hull since 2017? Go on. 530 points. (laughs) And they play them again this week. They play them again this week so and could, the week after. Well, you could have put a curse on them now. I could have done. You could have put a curse on St. Helens and the whole Hull FC could bounce back. I could have, I could have done. And just for the record, they've only conceded 194 as well in that time against Hull. So they're on a nearly a plus you, you 230 that, difference. Really. I always have this vision of St. Helens not doing well over in Hull or Hull KR. Mm. But there you go. Yeah. And to wrap up the stats of the week, uh, we finish with uh, the, uh, the the St. Helens fullback in Jack Wellsby. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I'm sure you were possibly aware, at least, uh, he has now played 100 Saints games for the club. Well uh, so uh, in that time, he has, well, I mean, he's, he's achieved a, a, a heck of a lot in 100 games. He's won seven trophies with the club, including four. Super League titles, a Challenge Cup, and I think he's also won two uh, Young Player of the Year awards in that time as well. So he's definitely got a bright future ahead of him. But um, not a bad start to his career, though, is it? No, definitely not. In his first 100 Saints games, he is achieving a 75% win rate. Wow. And he has scored 45 tries and scored 167 points in total. Excellent. Well done. So it's uh it's a good it's a good time to be Jack Wellsby. Absolutely. Yeah. Well done, Jack. Yeah. Uh and that's it, that wraps them up. Excellent. It's Bobby Stats of the Week. Yeah. Well done, good then. Thank you. Right. Where are we on now? Uh 
I think we're going down under. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. Yes, it's our trip down to Australia. And I'll just quickly read out the scores, and if you want to join in with anything, please feel free. Uh, Titans 28, Tigers 12. Yeah, take that. Take that over two abs. <laughs> Very good, I like it. Uh, Jared Croker's 300th Raiders game didn't go to plan. Uh, as they were thumped by the New Zealand Warriors, 36-14. So it was worth waiting for, for dropping him the week before. Yeah, the one so they won. So he could play it at home. Yeah, the one they won. Yeah, and they got wallet. Yeah. Well, would you rather play at home and get beat like that in your 300th game? Or would you rather play away, where you haven't got the crowd cheering and everything, but will win it? I'd rather play it away and win it. Yeah, so would I. Because then you can come home like a hero. Yeah. You're still going to get your homecoming, aren't you? Just... Yeah, he could have had like an open top car. Exactly. Mine doesn't didn't go well for John F. Kennedy. <laughs> You've got to stop these jokes. I'm sorry. It wasn't a joke. It was it was a it was a serious fact. You're terrible. I'm not suggesting that anyone would have shot Jared Croker okay. on his way around on his on his way around Canberra. An open top milk open carton. Top, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> Canberra yeah, a milk. milk float. Yeah, a milk float. <laughs> open top milk float. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, to bring it back to Bubble League, just before we leave this game, I have to mention it. Did you see the Dallin Wadney Selesniak try? Yes, well, the one with the from the high kick to the corner. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it, try and get it on YouTube or something because the way he gets it down is phenomenal, isn't it? Uh, it's one of the honestly, it's one of the best put downs <laughs> I'll ever see because yeah. how he gets his body into that position, it's fantastic. Well, just. Absolute credit, well done. Yeah, well done, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Something like Michael Van Gerwen then. Everyone's phenomenal, aren't they? <laughs> time, aren't they? He's a phenomenal player. Yeah. Uh, coming on to uh, my team and the Mighty Sea Eagles. Again, it, the reason for the back of that Wayne Bennett start is because he did not have a good time at Brookvale this week either, mm. as they Dolphins went down 58-18 at the hands of the Sea Eagles. Mm. Bubbled Burton a little bit in it for the Dolphins at the minute, but well, they're still doing well. Yeah, well, they've conceded 50 points, so the Premiership's out of reach. Oh, they've gone, that's gone. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Dragons, 36, the Bunnies, 30. They've done better lately, the Dragons. They, they have. They've galvanised a bit and done the last three or four games. They've, they've lost, they've lost, they've just lost, and they've they've come out on, on the right side of some close mm. games. They've really improved the last couple of weeks. I think the Bunnies are clearly missing uh, a couple of the Origin players, and I think they've definitely started to miss Latrell Mitchell. I think, yeah, he's, I think he's their X-factor into... Well, who wouldn't miss him, yeah. Well, yeah. I know, he's back for the, I know he's back for the Blues now, so... As Callum said, you know, it's like the strong kind of fat. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I love that saying. It's, it's excellent. It's like the it? strong kind of fat. Yeah, yeah Latrell Mitchell, yeah. It's brilliant, isn't it? Uh, the Broncos 24, the Newcastle Knights 20. Yeah. Uh, the Roosters continue their poor form as they went down 30 points to six at the hands of the Panthers. They're looking a lot better now, aren't they? Panthers. Yeah, they are. It's funny, there's a lot of parallels, isn't there, between them and uh, St. Helens this yeah. season. Both played in the World Club Challenge, both had really shaky starts, uh, both really couldn't get their acts together for the first, well, what, 10 games, I suppose. Mm. Um and now both of them looking as though they're starting to be stronger and really coming back to 
to form that you wouldn't back against either of them retaining no. their, their crowns. Well, again, the Panthers now sit top of the league and, mm. uh, well... So, yeah, that's what I said. There's, you know, there's a, there's a lot of parallels there with both teams. Three, three Pete for Penrith and Dry for five for uh, St. Ellen's. It's, Couldn't. it's on. Yeah, it, it could easily happen. Yeah, very easily. Um, the... Sharks title hopes also took a big dip this week. Uh, 54-10 to the Storm. So their premiership's out of reach. Yeah. Yeah. So Storm are just, just ooze quality, don't they? You, you never know. Perennial serial winners, aren't they? Yeah. Like they're always there, you know? Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, oh, and good news for the Storm fans as well. Uh, I think they're expecting Ryan Pappenhausen to play for their feeder club uh, in a couple of weeks. So he could be making his... his He's um, he's returned to the storm after that horrible, horrible injury mm. last last season. I think they said it left his knee in ten different pieces. Wow! And that's what they they, they said eventually. Really? And he smashed his kneecap into ten different pieces, like a Lego knee. Yeah. It's like a bread in a. It was like a bread in <laughs> a breadstick in a blender. A breadstick in a blender. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's knackered. My knee's knackered. Yeah. Said it was like a breadstick in a blender. <laughs> yeah. And to round off the NRL, uh, we had a game this morning, uh, and it was the Bulldogs twelve, the Eels thirty-four. Okay. And if you're looking for a good game to watch this week, we are on only five games in Australia due to Origin next week. Oh, it's the second one is it? Next it week? is right. a week on Wednesday. That's okay. the second Origin. So there's only five games this week, but the highlight, I believe, should be the Eels against the Sea Eagles. Fair enough. So okay, should be a good game. And talking, finishing on the NRL. If we don't run with this pod, we're going to get caught in a storm because it keeps thunder and lightning outside. Yes, it does. It's not so, looking too good, is it? So we are going to record in a storm soon. So yeah. there you go. All right, yeah. that wraps that up. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. Okay, uh, last little bit before we get Brian with a, an update and a preview is talk to me about... Yes. So, I want you to talk to me about high tackles. Okay. Anything in particular or just high tackles? Well, there was an incident this week... Uh, with Josh Charnley mm-hmm. on Jake Clifford. Yes. So why don't you start there? Okay. Uh, I have strong views on this one. And the reason I have such strong views on this one is I am a little bit fed up with... We, we always come back to the inconsistency in this match review panel, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that in this instance, Josh Charnley has taken out Jake Clifford, who has now failed his HIA. Didn't even get a pen- Well, David, there was no action or anything for that tackle on the pitch, was there? I think they scored off the back of it, so I think they kind of for that- ruled past it, if you like. Yeah, but if he failed his HIA, he's off for the, he's off for the, not only for the rest of the game, but... You mean against after. Charnley, sorry. Yeah. Yes, I, yeah, I agree. During the game? Yeah, there was, yeah, there was no action against Charnley. There was no Simbin, there was no red card. And I thought it was... It was definitely a sin bin. I've only ever, I've only seen the replay. I've not seen the the detailed replay of it. So I thought it was quite a bad one. I personally, yeah, I thought it was quite. I thought it was pretty bad. And I'm not saying that's anything against Charlie. I don't think Charlie's a dirty player. He was slipping into it a little bit. Yeah, but it wasn't a great tackle. No, it wasn't. But my argument with this one is Jake Clifford now has to sit out 
against St. Allen's in the Challenge Cup. And let's be honest about this game, right? If Hull don't win this game, pretty much season over. Yes, you are correct. Yeah, you, yeah, very much could argue because that. I don't think they're making the playoffs. No, so therefore I think it, I think this is this is it for Hull. So it's and I think it's season yeah. over. This is season defining this game at weekend. Yeah, if they because they could. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they, they go on to win the Challenge Cup. It can class it as a, an okay season. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, so my, my, my point, my problem with this is that Jake Clifford sits out now against St. Ellen's and he's failed his HIE. He has to sit out for 10 days, which means he misses this game. Mm. Meanwhile, Josh Charnley gets to play against York. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that this tackle is, oh, that's horrible, three, five game ban, get him off, that, that's, that's terrible. I'm not... I mean, I'm not saying every single tackle like that deserves five games like that, like the snap of the fingers. But what I am saying is if that you cause somebody to fail a HIA through a bad t- through bad tactics, I'm not talking Parsi on Singleton where he runs over him and, and Singleton hits his head. That's, that's a good run. I'm talking if you take someone's head out and you cause them to fail the HIA, you should at least minimum miss one game. You should miss the amount of time you've caused that player to sit out for a HIA. As a minimum. As a minimum. Yeah, I agree. And 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 I'm not I don't want to get into the inconsistency of the panel and all this type of stuff because I think this is quite straightforward really. Mm. This is, yeah, I think if, if you've caused somebody to, to miss an HIA, then I think then you should miss games games. Yeah. You, then that that player should be punished for that. Yeah, I'm not saying if you injure somebody, you sit out for six months on the same timeline no, as them. I'm not saying that at all. No, I'm saying HIA protocol. You sit out what they miss for HIA. Simple as that. But there's obviously something in it because he's been fined. Yeah. So therefore, therefore he's been found guilty. Yeah. It's not like no, there's nothing in it. Um, it hits him off the shoulder or the chest yeah. or whatever. He's been fined, so therefore he's guilty. And I'm, this isn't a Josh Charnley thing. This isn't Josh Charnley versus Jake Clifford. This is the bigger picture. Mm. And I think well, Josh Charnley in this instance has been found guilty. Yeah. So therefore, Josh Charnley then should miss out one or two games. Yeah. If I mean, look, they always say, oh, we take people's accounts into record and stuff like that. So let's say Josh Charnley is a clean player. He, Which he is. I'm not saying he's dirty. But let's say they take his previous account I, into I like history. Josh Charnley. I got a yeah. lot of time for him. I think he's been a try machine. I think he's a... Do you know what? And I think he's, he seems to me to be a really good, decent stand-up bloke. Yeah, so do I. And I'm not saying anything against him, but you know, if you say to me, right, well, we'll take your account into record, I, I still think that you should miss at least the minimum of a game because you've caused that player to do the same thing. Yeah. And I think it's as simple as that. I, I don't think you can really... I, it happened earlier in the season, and I called for it then, when I think uh, a Wigan player took out the Lee halfback. Mm. And it changed the dynamic of the game. Lee went down a halfback. They were six all. They went down a halfback. They went on to lose that game 30 points to six. And he had to miss the week after. And nothing came of the Wigan player. But I'm just saying, plain and simple, you cause an HIA, you sit out that week as well. Yep. That was... And you've talked to me about it. <laughs> I have. So, that can only mean... One thing, we've only got one little segment left, but 
Sorry, oh, I, went, I jumped the gun. Wait a minute. Sorry, I thought you'd finished jumping the gun. It's everybody's favourite penguin. Forward Podcast Prediction League with six again. That's right. He's with us again. Pingu is here. Good evening, Bright. Evening, gentlemen. Newt Newt. Newt Newt. I thought we weren't going to do it, then I nearly I panicked. Know. Oh. No. I thought, you know what? I thought I forgot the Newt Newt. Do you know what? Favourite penguin. I, uh, am I a mint penguin? You know them that you used to get the penguin mint penguins, yes. or is it an original with a joke on? No, you no. like one of those penguins I see on WWF that I get to sponsor for a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> sponsor bride for a fiver. Yeah, but then you have to get a cuddly toy of me. You don't want that. <laughs> it's funny, I can get an African child for three quid. What do I want to get a snow leopard or something for for a fiver? I'm never going to meet it, am I? <laughs> never going to meet the. African. No, I'm not going to go. <laughs> No, I might do. <laughs> not, not gonna go there. I might. I'm not like well, you. We're Africa. I'm not gonna go there. Well, you could do. Sponsor your child oh. to read or whatever. Get some water. <laughs> oh, you could sponsor Bry and pay him in Guinness. That's true. That's true. Be more expensive. He brings you hours of entertainment by shouting at pigeons in train stations. He does. He does. Yeah. Anyway, that's. <laughs> That that's it. That that's enough. Bright talk, right? Bright. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> right, right. Give us, uh, give us um, um, a despondent, a despondent update on the prediction league. I tell you what, it was an interesting week, wasn't it? Mm. Um, so we had three spots on this week um, in the Leafy Hull FC game. Uh, Castleford Roy got a spot on, and now that leaves only Lee not having a spot on this season. I've only, um, I've only had two. St. Helens v. Wigan, we had another spot on. The Mystic David from Mystic David, our Saints fan, yeah. who predicted that he would get a spot on. Yeah, he did actually. During the day. Yeah, he predicted yeah. he was going to get a spot on and then did. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, well, done de- well done, Deputy Mayor of uh, Merseyside. <laughs> <of Liverpool. laughs> Which we have to congratulate, David, don't we, as one of, as one of our... Um, as uh, one of our uh, uh, prediction league uh, entrants, yeah, fantastic job. He's really yeah. looking forward to it as well. Yeah, from speaking so to, well, well done, excellent. See how we just hang and about also, with high places. We mm. just hang about with people with high places, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. Yeah. John Dutton, yeah, yes, yeah. and then Brian talk again, Brian again, and bring it back down to level. Fair enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then Warrington for Huddersfield. We had a little spot on our whole chaos, Tony. Um, we had two, the best rounds of the week were from Catalan, Victoria, mm-hmm. um, got 24 points and they've gone top of the league. And I said last week, it was all down to Victoria's, what I put is a tactical um, prediction by saying Wakefield by one. We laughed at that. And that's the we, we did. Had, we all actually uh, laughed. <laughs> Still laughing now. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Insight. And also... The only the only two people who actually went for Wakefield last week were um, Victoria and Arlifa. Well, one one, that, one of the uh, one of the crazy Lee predictions had to come off at some point, hasn't it? Yeah, and uh, so Catalan got twenty four points and went top, yeah. and we had Hull KR who got twenty three points. And um, the worst rounds of the week were by Wigan, who had nine points, and Hull FC who got ten points. Oh. 
So what this means for the league is we only had three teams not moving. They were Wakefield, who stayed in third. Lee, who stayed bottom but closed the gap. And uh, Angelina Jolie there, Andy, um, who stays in 13th. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking up towards um, the playoffs rather than down towards relegation, that's all I'm saying. Well, it is a bit close. So, Catalan went top. Yeah. Hull KR went up by four to sixth. Um, and are above Bobby on with, on having more within twos than Bobby. Oh, cool. Um, St. Helens and the Insiders both went up Went up too. Um, the Insiders went above you, Andy. Uh, St. Helens are in a little cluster just behind me, 9th, 10th and 11th. Um, we're three of them. St. Helens, Wigan and Huddersfield, they're all on 218. Mm. St. Helens are top of that list on within having more within 10s than Wigan. Okay. And Wigan are above Huddersfield with, on having more spot-ons than Huddersfield. See, it shows it can be done because St. Helens were like near the bottom, weren't they, a few weeks ago, a couple of months mm. ago. So, yeah. And they're now only 12 points from four. There you go. So it shows it can be done. Um, and the ones who um, went down the most were Huddersfield, who went down two. And Hull FC and Wigan both went down four it's places. Like, it's like real life. Uh-huh. What's what's tighter, the Super League table or the loose forward predictions league table? Which is more exciting, yeah. I'd, 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 I tell you what, mid table from fourth to fifteenth, sixteenth. No, from fourth to sixteenth is twenty five points. That's not you. Which you told you, yeah. A couple of spawns which I've not had all season, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got but yeah, st- everyone else who we've not mentioned, they either went up one or they went down one. I've got a new strategy though coming up. I, I, I already know it. What is it to borrow Victoria's time machine? Because that's the <laughs> only way that she knew that Lee were going to win that game. No, I've got a new, I've got a new strategy. All be revealed next week. Oh, and it's going to be carrying me up the league. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Are you going to phone Louise and find out what she's predicted? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to reveal it next week, my new strategy. Okay. So, what do you mean? So, so just, just to clarify, just to clarify, if you're still with us at this point, right, yeah. and you need a reason to come back next week, yeah. this is it. This is, your, this, is your, this is your moment to come back and listen to the Loose Forward podcast next week. We want to hear Andy's strategy. This is going to be, it will be revealed next week. There it is. Okay. Mystic Angelina Jolie. <laughs> right, let's have a look at the prediction. Let's have a look at the uh, uh, the quarterfinals, shall we? Yes, we shall indeed. Okay. Right. Can let's... I just say yeah, that it's not just the um, Trans- men's Trans Cup quarterfinals this weekend. It's also the women's. Have you got, um, have you got, have game... you got the fixtures there, Brian, in front of you? Yeah, and there's... Uh, um, so on Saturday, it's Leeds feed Lee. Yeah, uh, one o'clock kickoff for Headley on Sunday. Wigan feet Huddersfield at Robin Park at half eleven, and that's on the Sportsman. Um, St. Helens feet Waddington at half twelve at Totally Wicked Stadium, and and a double header with one of the Challenge Cup games in the men's York feet Cardiff Demons Excellent. at two o'clock. Good, excellent, and good to see that the Sportsman have picked up uh, a women's Challenge Cup game. It's always good to get rugby league out there as well. So yeah, well done, and they're doing a good job of picking those games up. So yeah. brilliant. Okay. So on, on to the men's side. 
Um, let's start off. Let's start off when with how do you see? I'll Bobby. I'll come to you for this one. Okay. Um, Hull KR versus Salford. Um, this is one of them that when you when the draw was made, you're thinking this could be uh, really, really quite quite a close game. Um, I think we've got glimpses of what's going to happen at the Magic Weekend. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I think Hull KR, as we've already mentioned, are starting to struggle, and I think they're struggling more now without Jordan Abdul. And I can only see Salford picking up a win and going to the semi-finals on this one. Okay, all right, right. I'm going to come to you for Hull FC versus Saints. Again, when the draw was made, you you think this this could be tasty, um, or it's whether for Hull Clifford plays um, after his HIA. I don't know if he'd be able to play. I think he's out, isn't he? I think if he's out, and Charlie only got a fine for that tackle. We've just as been, well. we've just been speaking about that before you came on on our talk to me about. So uh, yeah, yeah, but, and, uh, uh, yeah. I I think he's definitely. I think Clifford is definitely missing. And then. St. Helens wise, I'd say the last 60 minutes of Magic and most of last week, they seem to be back to where they were last season. I'll ask you, Bright, a really quick yes or no answer on this. Uh, if Saints, with the team that they had out on last Friday, um, put the same level of performance in with that team, are they winning five in a row? Consistently, yes. Okay. So go on. Uh, where's 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 your money for this quarter final then? I'd say St. Helens. Um, I'd say yeah. It, on on the performance of the last two games, um, you and also Hull's performances, you'd have to say St. Helens. Okay. Wigan versus Warrington. I think on this one, I think this is a really really tight one. Um, Wigan have had a bit of a knock, but I think. On this, I think the Challenge Cup could well be their saviour. They love the Challenge Cup, mm. the holders. Um, I think if they're going to get back to winning ways, I think this could be the week after after a couple of really poor performances. And I think they'll see this as a way of of galvanising themselves. So I, I, I'm going to I'm going to go with with Wigan on this one. Okay, I think they'll uh, I think they'll edge it. On this. Uh, and then the last one. Uh, I think yeah, York on. versus Lee. I think are we all in agreement that it's going to be Lee? Yeah, I can't see anything other yeah. than that. Lee are flying in the in Super League, and I can't see them. Uh, I can't see them getting anywhere near. Uh, York getting anywhere near them. Okay, so to finish off then, for us, Bry, give me your four quarter. Uh, give me your four semi finalists. Uh, Salford, St. Helens, Wigan, and Lee. And I've gone exactly the same as you. Salford, Saints, Wigan, and Lee. Bobby, to finish with. I'm going Salford, Saints, Warrington and Lee. Okay, so just that one. Yeah. All right, excellent. I think that just about wraps us up, doesn't it? I think it does. Uh, Yes, thank you for staying with us and uh, being with us on an unusual Monday recording as well. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Thank you to Matt from Down at Bellevue for joining us. and thank you jubilant Matt jubilant Matt yeah and thank you again to yourself Bri for all the work with the predictions league you do uh, it's, uh, it's it's fantastic so thank you again for that and I think that just leaves us with uh, if you are going to any of the Challenge Cup games this week uh, stay safe enjoy yourselves and 
more importantly, enjoy the great game that is Rugby League. And that is from all of us at the Loose Forward podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.